Curriculum Associates presents Extraordinary Educators with hosts Sari Labaris and Danielle Sullivan. Get ready to hear tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching, leadership, and drive student learning. We're here for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sari. And this week, we are joined by middle school math teacher Jeanette in Maryland. Oh, my goodness. It was so nice to talk to Jeanette because she has a solution that a lot of middle school educators struggle with. She's a math, sixth grade math teacher, and she's actually doing what's called math labs in her classroom. I can't wait for you to hear this episode because she really breaks it down. And it's something that it's so simple and so important if you really want to close some gaps in your class. Let's dive in. With us today, we are so excited to have Jeanette Milburn, teacher in the 2023 class of Extraordinary Educators. Welcome, Jeanette. Thank you for being here. If you don't mind just introducing yourself to our listeners to get started, that would be great. Okay. I am a sixth grade teacher in Allegheny County. Um, I teach math, and um, I have, this is my first year teaching math. I was a fifth grade teacher for a few years prior um, to this year. So I'm very excited. Well, we are excited to have you on the podcast. Congratulations again as part of the new EE 2023 class. So what are you first off? Whoa. I mean, fifth to six. Okay. It's not like it's not like you went from kindergarten to six, but that's exciting. That's your first year teaching middle school. So what's your focus? What's how are you approaching the change from fifth to sixth grade for math? So this year, our focus in our county in middle school world is really looking at interventions. And this is the first year that they've had it. Um, We call them our math labs. So that's when that's really been my focus this year is, um, you know, how am I using my data that I have, our iReady diagnostic data, you know, um, all the pieces that we use in our classroom setting, your exit tickets and, you know, the classwork that the kids do. And, you know, how how do I use all of that and create these uh, flexible groups based on their learning and what are their needs to close those gaps? So that's been our focus um, or my focus this year, um, transitioning from K through six, but it's, um, it's really honestly been something that we do in fifth grade for, you know, every year, you know, we've, we've, it's part of our world. So it's been an easy transition for me. Well, I'd love to dig into what, what do you mean when you say math lab? And can you walk us through a little bit more of the tactical practical of like looking at the data to actually, what are you doing with students? How are you thinking about grouping them? And, and how much time does this take? And whatever you heard me say is correct. Okay, so Math Lab is um, time set aside for us to strictly work on closing those gaps in learning um, in our students, as well as enriching our students so that they are progressing further along. You know, it's not just for your students that are struggling. So um, in our Math Lab, we have 41 minutes set aside every day just strictly to work on those pieces. So I take iReady data. So the diagnostic from iReady, I use that. I go in and I look at what are the prereqs that I need for the units that I'm going to do here, um, you know, in the next few weeks. What, what is it that the students are missing? And that's what I'm looking at to then form my groups 
during um, that math lab time. So for instance, we're gonna be doing ratios here in the next few weeks. And so I you know, go into iReady, you can go to that free breakfast report um, and pull up what are the things that you know, some of your kids are missing um, and then pull up those lessons. And those are the groups of students that I work on those lessons with just to give them more of a stronger foundation so that they're ready for what I'm gonna be teaching next. Um, I also have a group of students that they're, they're strong, they're, they're good in their prereqs, they're ready for it. So then I look at the report tells me what are their next steps then? So then I can you know push them further in their learning so that they're not just stagnant. Thank you for sharing all of that. So incredibly helpful and so many best practices that I'm sure others will want to replicate. How, how do the students like Math Lab? Do they enjoy the time? Do they understand that they're getting um, kind of what they need? How did you, I'm curious how you rolled it out with them and then how it's being uh, received. I feel since I teach sixth grade, these kids are used to it because that's what we did in, in elementary. They're used to um, you know, this type of, of atmosphere. Um, so it wasn't anything difficult for me to get started. Um, you know, every time you start a school year, you have to, you have to start your norms and what expectations. And, you know, that was the only piece that, of course, I, you know, you have to do for every school year. But that was the piece that I started the school year with is, you know, what, what is it that we're, what is the norms? of math lab, how are we going to interact? How are we going to, um, you know, take our learning and, and really increase and improve? Um, and so the students, all of my kids, and I have three, three math labs um, that I teach and each one I have close to 25 kids roughly in each of my math labs. And, and they're, they're great because I've set those expectations at the beginning, you know, they're, they're good. They, they understand. And you have moments here and there where you have to re redirect students, but that's, you know, that's just part of being a teacher. And I love what you just said about expectations and norms, because I think sometimes middle school educators, and I am generalizing, but sometimes middle school educators forget that kids just don't know. Like they, they'll have kids work in groups, but not set any norms or expectations, or they'll have partner work. And then they're like, why aren't my kids focused? So by setting those norms and expectations, you are setting up those students for success. I also love how you call it math lab because language is really important. So by thinking, when I hear the words math lab, I think of experiments or digging into something or being a little more creative around math, which is really exciting. So I would love to just last uh, question on this. If other educators are looking to get started and they don't have something like iReady, and we'll, if you're interested in um, knowing more about that, we'll link what uh, Jeanette's talking about with the prereq reports. If you want to find out more, we'll link that in the show notes. But what's your advice for teachers who want to start a math lab? Maybe they don't have the right data, or maybe it's they're they're listening to this in the middle of the year and like, that's great. How do I get started? So how would you advise them to get started? First thing I think of is think about what you're doing next. What is the unit that you're coming up to? And I would do a pre-test, you know, just what, what information do your kids already know? What information don't they know? So a lot of that can give you some, some data. And I've also had, I've had teachers ask me the same question. So I'm glad you actually asked me it because 
a lot of my teachers are like, well, I can't give them grade level. I need to give them like a pretest on something like, you know, maybe um, fifth grade or fourth grade, you know, where, where can I go to find that? Um, so we have, there's, there's resources available. There are free re resources out there um, that, you know, that you can find. But I, I like Achieve the Core because it has such a nice progression and it has that coherence map. So it shows the teachers, you know, well, where can I go to, to find what are the standards that are coming up to my grade level? And they have tasks available that you, you can give your students. Um, and, and that is where I would start is to go to achieve the core. Um, again, it's free and, and it's, it's good, it's good information and it's good tasks that you can use um, to see where your students are. So that's where I would start. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Jeanette, and for all of your expertise and tips today. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for, but we really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited. It's our pleasure. As always, you can leave us a review where you listen to podcasts as it really helps us reach more educators like you. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe so you can get episodes downloaded right to your phone. Follow us on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at MyIReady. If you have feedback, a topic of interest, want to be a guest or have a question, please email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We're here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Danielle Sullivan, social media by At City Hannon, guest booking by Sari Liberis, music by Mark Bernstein. This podcast is copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at MyIReady and send your emails to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com.